Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Football is back, baby. The Hall of Fame game starts tomorrow. And today, we can tell you how to watch and what to watch for. So, hang on. You're listening to the What the Elf Was That podcast, an iconoclastic look at the latest Cleveland Browns news. The What the Elf Was That podcast is part of the Fanatical Elves podcast network, a part of the Fans First Sports Network. Here's your host, Joel Cade. Welcome to another edition of What the Elf Was That. I mean, let me tell you this. It is easier to put together podcasts when there's actual football about to be played. So I'm pretty pumped. I'm pretty jacked. But if you think I'm jacked, you should check out some of the people on our Fanatical Elves Sports Network. we got some great podcasts going on. Elliot Kennel and I, we just did a recent football philosophy and rocket science where we brought on Dan Burnham from This is the Jets Life to do a Jets preview of the Hall of Fame game. So if you're interested in what's going on on the Jets side, you can check that out. We got the Browns Blitz, Any Given Sunday, the Johnny Cleveland podcast, Dog Pound South for those of you down in the South, and just Browns fans anywhere who want to figure out what's going on with the Browns. And the Stadium Mustard Show, which talks about food and fun at Browns games. So let's just jump right into this. I'm Joel, your host, and uh, this week is the Hall of Fame game. I'm pretty excited. We get football. Now I want to temper that excitement for a little bit because if you've ever watched a Hall of Fame game, you know what we're about to watch. It is not good football. It it will look like they spent a week not in pads and someplace like the Greenbrier. Okay. Not to say that it's going to be bad. I'm just saying it's going to be a terrible football game. We're going to have a lot of backups. 
The football is not going to be crisp. It's not going to be clean. It's not going to be professional looking. It's going to look like a work in progress, which is exactly what it is. Now, that said, it's still football. It's football on August 3rd. So football on August 3rd is going to look a lot different from football on September 10th. But I encourage you to watch the game and check it out because there are some cool things to watch for. Um, I will say, and I I said this on the Football Philosophy and Rocket Science podcast, you can always find interesting moments in these Hall of Fame games. If, If you watch them and you can put up with it long enough and you can watch football for football's sake, um, you can find some really interesting moments. Um, I can remember a couple of things in Hall of Fame games past where Chase Claypool, it's third and six, runs a five yard out, catches the ball, then starts celebrating and doing a little jig and running around and crap like he did something. And when he caught a five yard out when he needed a six yards for a first down in a Hall of Fame game. Like, if that isn't the most Jarvis Landry thing I've ever seen, except. After the five yard out, you have to get a personal foul, technical, <clears throat> excuse me, talking like basketball or something. You got to get an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty after that for celebrating. So, you know, it's out there. You can also watch the one time I watched the Ravens and they were playing. And this was when uh, Lamar Jackson had just gotten drafted. And he's out there for the first time. And he throws out, he goes out there with his first throw of his career, at least in the Hall of Fame game, was a pick six. Throws it right to the corner, right to him. Easy read, bam, the corner picks it up and takes it off. And then you pan to the sideline, and there's Joe Flacco standing there just laughing at him. Not laughing with him, laughing at him. It was like a scene from The Water Boy. Like, they're all over there, like, pointing, laughing. Time for Lamar Jackson to find out what pro football is all about. You know, it, it was it was tremendous. So if you look carefully at these Hall of Fame games, you can find something interesting um, to see and laugh and have a good time. But if you're there for good football, um, you might want to temper those expectations. It'll be the Browns, but it'll be not crisp, clean, professional football. It'll be a work in progress. So that said, it is football. And uh, if you would care to watch football, apparently the game will be on NBC Live, so look for your local NBC affiliates. The game starts at 8 o'clock p.m. with coverage beginning at 7 o'clock p.m. Not sure what the coverage is going to be. Hopefully there's some Joe Thomas on there because, I mean, people talking about the Hall of Fame for an hour is, is like, daunting. I mean, I mean, I just don't, I don't know. I'd rather pull out my fingernails or something. I don't appreciate, I don't like broadcasts. The game can also be streamed on Peacock, NBCSports.com, NBC Sports app, and the NBC app. So if you're a cable cutter, like cord cutter like me, I don't have cable. I don't even have streaming services. I pretty much just don't watch TV. But if you're into that kind of thing, that's where you can get it. You can also watch it on NFL Plus, which this is something I do get every year is NFL Plus. It goes for about 80 bucks. You can get all some of their interesting content. I mean, I don't know. I don't really watch a whole lot of NFL Plus. What I do watch are the games. You can actually get um, the All-22, the end zone views of football games, which I enjoy watching. 
Uh, last year wasn't the banner year of making this stuff work. They went to this new system, and I think they're trying to prevent people from downloading and then creating videos and making money off them without them getting money. It's a total Borg thing. Um, so it's a little bit hit or miss sometimes on the videos, but you know, I, it's it's actually worth the money if you actually sit down and look at it. So what to watch for at the Hall of Fame game? Now that you know how to watch it, what are you watching for? Well, the Browns have come out and said that uh, Kellen Mond will begin the game at quarterback and will eventually give way to Dorian Thompson Robinson. So at least we know we're not looking at um, Deshaun Watson or or anyone else. We're just looking at those two. I will say that the, in the past, we did have a Hall of Fame game canceled due to the paint that was used on the field one year. So the field has been a concern for players. So it'll be interesting to see what the Browns do. I mean, both teams, both the Jets and the Browns came out very quickly and said, we're going to play all backups. We're not going to play anybody of significance, except the Jets. They're they're rolling out Zach Wilson. Um, so maybe they just think he needs the reps. I don't know. That doesn't look good for Zach Wilson. But the Jets are going to roll out Zach Wilson, former uh, second or third pick in the draft. Some crazy stuff. Um, hope he'll probably have some of his uh, cougar friends with him. So we'll see what happens. I don't know if his mom and, and uh, her friend is going to be there, but I'm pretty sure Zach Wilson's kind of hoping for that. Anyway, what to watch for besides Zach Wilson and his harem. Uh, in terms of the Browns, well, let me back up. In terms of the Jets, if you want to know what to watch for and what to look for with the Jets, I strongly recommend you go back, you you download what the elf was that? Not excuse me, football philosophy and rocket science with with Elliot and I. We we brought in Dan Burnham and we talked about the entire Jets situation, what they're looking for, what they're hoping to accomplish. Uh, once again, the Jets sound like a mirror image of the Browns in that they got a quarterback, they're changing their offense. Uh, the Jets are going to run that same Joe Woods defense, except they're going to have a defensive line to communicate or to effectively execute the defense, which is what the Browns didn't have. We now have Jim Schwartz uh, defensive scheme change. And with that, I think a lot of things are up in the air in terms of what's going to happen. So one of the first things you want to watch for is what's happening on the defensive line. And <clears throat> I would expect to see a very generic game plan. But you should be able to determine if these guys are going to like double gap, if they're going to single gap. Single gap is just simply shooting gaps and trying to get in and create havoc. Double gapping is when you fire into the offensive lineman, try to determine what's happening and be responsible for two gaps. Um, we should be able to determine if they're doing that on the screen or not. Depends on the um, the ability of the camera to give us a clear image which has been another issue at the Hall of Fame game, by the way, is the camera angles and the quality of cameras there. So hopefully uh, NBC does a pretty good job of bringing in their own stuff. Uh, we'll see if they're running a wide nine. Uh, so it's also, again, let me temper this against a preseason game. It's not going to be what they're going to do in, the, in a real game. This is not even game planning. They're just like, hey, run this defense or hey, run that defense or run this play. We need to practice this. It, it's really as literally a practice game so i wouldn't get too excited about how successful somebody is or how successful they're not it's it's literally a practice another thing to watch for is what does the offense look like are we still running a lot of outside zone 
I would suspect because it's a preseason game and they don't want to give a lot away about what's going to happen that we will see a lot. And I mean, a lot of outside zone being run. That is when the uh, offensive line kind of runs at a 45 degree angle toward one of the sidelines and the running back tries to find a hole and cut in. We've seen this ever since Stefanski's shown up uh, this typical Stefanski outside zone, wide zone um, offense where there'd be a lot of QB rollouts. Notice that also that the Browns have a lot of mobile quarterbacks. So I would expect to see a lot of running from the quarterbacks. Um, So We'll see. We'll see if it's the same also ran offense we've been looking at for the last three years or if it's going to be something new and different, more like a Chip Kelly-style offense. This will be something to look for and watch, see what's happening. More specifically, look at the defensive tackle battle. you got Tommy Togiai, Jordan Elliott, Siaki Ika, Maurice Hurst, all battling for positions. And interesting because Togiai uh, was actually a pretty good double-gap scheme player. Elliott. Jordan Elliott comes out of of uh, I no, Missouri, excuse me, Missouri, where they run a double gap scheme, and I I contend that Jordan Elliott was used incorrectly for the last however long he's been on the Browns. So this would be a good chance to put him back in a good position. Siaki Ika, here's a guy that I've seen do double gap scheme on on his tape, but what's his effort level? How big is he going to be? What's his weight going to look like? Those are those questions for him. Maurice Hurst, can he stay healthy? If he can stay healthy, he can be disruptive. Um, he would be a tremendous asset to this to this defense. Honestly, when Jordan Elliott came out, his his uh, comp in the NFL was Maurice Hurst. So you're looking at Elliott and Hurst as a kind of two of the same people, and and Hurst was tremendous uh, coming out of Michigan. He double gap uh, that their double gap scheme brought that to the NFL. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how these guys come out, how that battle takes place. I suspect we'll see a lot of Hurst and Elliott to start the game and a lot of Ika and Togiai to end the game. Um, that's that's my my gut feeling on this. So the, to, to look for is who's playing, how are they doing. Uh, I'm sure after the game you'll find plenty of articles Probably yours truly will write something up on what's happening. So stay tuned for that. Check out my stuff on Dog Pound Daily um, if you want a more in-depth discussion of of these things. Uh, For now, we're going to take our identification station break and pay the bills. When we come back, we're going to talk about airplane. The Browns supposedly trashing an airplane, which they probably did. But let's let's talk about this and what's going on and some of the subtext and underlying issues that may be accompanying the situation. So if you want to talk about the airplane, you want to talk about the Borg, we've got it all coming after the break. So hang on. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive. 
as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, guys, I would like to remind you to, you know, check out the sponsors we have. They pay our bills. Check out the the website where you can buy what the elf was that. Well, well, actually, fans first, fanatical elves, merchandise. Go buy the merch. Uh, check it out. Be like Jake Paul, merch link in bio. I don't know if we're going to have the merch link or not, but, you know, it sounds cool. That along with his Kentucky, Ohio fried chicken. Uh, so let's get to the the airplane controversy. So there's a report that the Browns were on a United Airlines, and I want to emphasize that United Airlines flight uh, from Greenbrier to Cleveland, in which they reportedly trashed an airplane. Now, did they trash an airplane? Maybe, probably. I mean, it it probably was trashed. It probably got trashed. You know. Teams do that. People do that. How the Browns going to resolve it? Well, they'll probably get a bill from United, and then the Browns will probably find the players, and they'll end up paying for all the damage they do. I don't know. I don't know how these things get resolved, but I'm pretty sure the Browns are going to get you know some kind of bill from United for the airplane. So here, here's the storyline, right? They take a flight on United from Greenbrier to Cleveland. Now, apparently, if you get on the app, I haven't done this. I've actually gone to a website, um, liveandletsfly.com, to research this because, believe it or not, I actually do research before I jump on this thing. And it's saying that this flight had actually gone from Cleveland down to, you can find it, gotta go down, gotta go down. Maybe I got the wrong article up. Actually, up oh, that—that's the one I want right there. Went from Cleveland after after they flew. Went from Cleveland to San Francisco, and then to Washington. Okay, now then it gets to Washington, and in Washington, the airline, the pilot, like this is the worst plane I've ever seen. This is the terrible, there's stuff everywhere. People found special menus for the Cleveland Browns uh, professional football team in the bathrooms and the seat covers and all this stuff. And the plane was just totally trashed. So they, the flight was delayed 36 minutes at Washington Dulles International Airport. I'm going to repeat this for you again. A United Airlines flight was delayed at Washington Dulles International Airport for 36 minutes while they cleaned the plane. Okay, that's what's happening. Now, 
for those of you who are travelers, and, and I'm not a seasoned traveler, but I've traveled enough to learn a few things. Um, one is you never take a United flight in or out of Dulles International Airport because those people will drop, those people will delay or drop a flight at, at the drop of a hat. That My daughter looked at me funny, therefore our flight is delayed 36 minutes. It, it's just a thing out of Dulles. I refuse to take United to Dulles. When I look for airline flights, if it's a United flight and it's got a, a layover in Dulles, I refuse to take it because I will not get stuck at Dulles. So I've had a history of getting stuck at Dulles. I was, uh, for whatever reason, I was in Charlotte. And you guys know that I'm, you know, my NFC team are the Panthers. But <clears throat> I was in Charlotte. And I was at an airport. And all the planes were taking off. But our United flight going to Dulles was not taking off. Because there was a rainstorm in Washington. And even though other people... Other airlines were flying out. United Airlines was not flying out. So because United Airlines was not flying out, we couldn't fly planes in to Dulles, which made us two and a half hours late for our flight. And then when we showed up at Dulles, they said, well, it was a rainstorm. Therefore, it was an act of God. And so we're not going to put you or we're not going to put you in a hotel. All the cars were gone because there were so many people late. They decided, screw it. We're just going to drive home so you couldn't even get a rental car and my son and i had to sleep at dulles international airport while united airlines basically said we're not even going to address the issue until the next day so we're there 1 a.m we're looking for a place to actually just sleep at the airport which we did we found a place we put two benches of chairs together fell asleep got up you know ungodly early and then we went and camped out at the United Airlines, term, one of the terminals, and just waited for somebody to show up so that we could try to get a flight back to Ohio. The reputation that I've heard and seen is that United Airlines will, this was a pretty regular thing. Like, I'm talking to all these people. What about this, this? They're like, this is what United does in, in Dallas, or excuse me, at Dallas International Airport, because it's their hub. They don't have enough pilots, so any excuse they can get, they simply start canceling flights. And I've watched, and it seems to be consistent, although I can't verify that's actually what's going on. So these guys will cancel for any reason. So saying that the plane is trashed, that could be a legitimate reason to delay a flight, could be a legitimate reason to cancel a flight. My advice is just don't take United to Dulles, and, and you won't have any delays or issues if you don't take, well, I'm not saying ever, but if you go to Dulles, don't take United. Okay, just just save yourself some headache. But this article from Live and Let's Fly, written by Matthew Clint, uh, wrote this on the 31st, asked some very interesting questions about what is going on with this airline flight. And I, I think he's spot on. So he's, here's what he said. The flight operated from Cleveland to Washington as UA2553 appears. This was an empty leg, right? Nobody was on the flight, but why? Was the charter so last minute that the aircraft was so wastefully ferried between United Focus City and a former hub? All right, not real interesting, but why not? Here's another question. Why wasn't the aircraft cleaned in Cleveland, where it sat for two and a half hours? 
Okay, that's right. So they flew the flight from Greenbrier to Cleveland. The plane sat in Cleveland for two and a half hours, then flew empty to Dulles International Airport in Washington, D.C. While at Dulles International Airport in D.C., it sat for four hours unused, sitting either in a terminal or in a parked area for four hours. So at this point, United Airlines has six and a half hours to clean an airplane. Okay? But apparently they don't do it. They just decide, oh, we're just going to let it sit here. So then when they're beginning to board a flight from Dulles International Airport to San Francisco, or SFO, I believe that's San Francisco. Let me find out for you real quick. SFO Airport is San Francisco International Airport. So as they let the plane sit for a total of six and a half hours, then they decide we're going to load this for San Francisco. They walk in. Oh, my God, the plane is trashed. What are we going to do? And so they delay the flight. You got all kinds of comments from the pilot. This is the word. And I don't blame the pilot. It probably was one of the worst things he's ever seen. I don't blame the pilot. I think this is a neglect situation in terms of United Airlines. Just clean the plane when it's in Cleveland sitting empty. Or clean the plane when it's four hours sitting empty. Now you're going to come back and say, well, they shouldn't trash the plane. You're right. They shouldn't trash the plane. Okay? They shouldn't trash the plane. But United Airlines can deal with that internally and privately with the Browns. But instead, you got a pilot out here and somebody out here, this is the worst thing ever, blah, blah, blah. And the place that he should be pointing the fingers right at United. You neglected to clean it for six and a half hours. Just clean it. Then take up your business with the Browns later. Come on. Anyway, I feel like I'm forgetting to say something. Oh, that's what I forgot. So in doing my research on United Airlines, not only did I come across this increasing frustration with consistently delaying airline flights out of Dulles International Airport, which I personally have been an experience, had to sleep at an airport and deal with this. Do you know that this is the airline? And it took me a little bit before I figured this out, and it hit me. And then I verified it. This is the airline that got sued because they preferred, and I quote, young white blondes as flight attendants. And they would discriminate against older, older, other racial flight attendants to hire young white blondes. So it seems to me we now have discovered the reason why the NFL uses United Airlines. All right, moving on. The Borg are added again. And this one's kind of an interesting one. But let's see what we can do here. There's the Borg. You guys know you want it. You want the sound. We are the Borg. Your culture will adapt to service us. Resistance is futile. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. The Borg are at it again. So we talked last time about how the owners have actually approved the sale of the Washington Commanders to the Josh, the Process, Harris group. And one of the first things Magic Johnson, who's more part of that group, did is come out and say, we're going to consider a name change. Then this interesting, interesting tweet came out from Ron Rivera. Well, before we get to the Ron Rivera tweet, or the tweet that had the quote from Ron Rivera in it. 
apparently there's a petition going around that's achieved almost 40,000 signatures to change the name from the Washington Commanders to the Washington Redskins. I'm going to let that sink in. There are NFL fans who want to change the name from the Washington Commanders back to the Washington Redskins. Now, on a side note, this should give you a little bit insight as to why the NFL thinks they can just do whatever they want, however they want, and screw their fans over anytime they feel like it. I mean, we have a petition out there to change a team name to a racial slur. Now, I'm going to let that whole racial slur thing, I'm not going to deal with that today. We can deal with that at another time. I want to deal with what the elf are they thinking financially and, and economically. You had protests. Maybe they think all all press is good press. You had protests. <coughs> you had people coming out upset. You have the whole Native American population, I don't say the whole, but a large portion of the Native American population upset, alienating an entire segment of society. And now you're thinking about bringing that name back. And to add insult to injury, apparently Ron Rivera is claiming that the new owners are coming in and talking about the glory days and bringing back the 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 great past of of the Washington football team and in doing so are using the term Redskins as a referent to the team itself okay but he said and this is where I like what in the world what in the elf is this they said that they use the name Redskins with utmost respect I don't know what to make of that I mean like Besides the fact, I mean, I told I was going to curb this this uh, slander thing. How do you, I'm going to bring it back. How, how do you slander someone with utmost respect? Like, hey, you're a blah, blah, blah. But I mean that respectfully. I, how do you do that? I mean, is that the new thing? I'm going to go cuss somebody out and said, and ah, rah, 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 but I meant that respectfully. That makes it okay. It's like apologizing before you say something like like a please don't be offended but i think this 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 and this so it has has that little prefix not to be offensive or i'm sorry if this offends you or don't be offended but has that been replaced with i'm just gonna sit and call you names but i did it respectfully so therefore you can't be mad i don't know what's going on in this washington franchise it's got some messed up stuff they just got rid of one guy and now, like, the next guy doesn't seem to be starting off on a pretty good track. So we'll see what happens. We'll see if they trash some airplanes out of Dulles. Maybe they could go to Washington, Dulles, and get United Airlines on time and doing their stuff straight. I don't know. So, folks, the NFL is back with, well, in a lot of ways, they never really left. But <clears throat> the Hall of Fame game is coming back. Let's get Let's focus on the positive and not, like, the stupidity of the board. Hall of Fame games coming up tomorrow. Starts at 8 o'clock. You can watch the pregame at 7 o'clock. NBC Sports. All the apps. NFL Plus will show it to you. If it's an out-of-market game, you can watch it on NFL Plus. Let's have a good time. Let's celebrate some Browns. Even if it is a generic offense, a generic defense, and players that probably won't even make the team. And to quote the infamous, or the famous, not infamous, but famous Lou Brown of Major League, yeah, he hit a home run, but it was off a guy who'd be bagging groceries next week. So let's watch these guys bagging groceries because you never know. The Denver Broncos one week, 
had a guy that was bagging groceries, and then the next week he was starting at quarterback. So you never know what's going to happen. So let's check these guys out Thursday. Let's have a good time. Let's celebrate the fact that football is back um, and not so much the quality of the football on the field as it's back. All right. Check out our podcast on Fan First Sports Network. Got some great content. Elliot Kennell does a great job on football philosophy and rocket science. John Suchan does a great job with his podcast, leading the crew. Um, It's good information. We've got everything you need to know right here on these podcasts on the Fans First Sports Network, and we'll keep you up to date. Enjoy the game. Thank you for listening to the What the Elf Was That podcast. Please like, subscribe, and tell all your friends to give a listen. You can follow host Joel Cade on Twitter at The Left Guard.